Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. God bless you. Welcome to another service from the Sanctuary of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion. I am glad to welcome you to this broadcast of the word of the living God. Somebody say amen. All right. Come on, let's stand and put our hands together. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you that are watching, those of you that are watching, we bless God for you. Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 51, chapter 51, verse number one. Isaiah 51, in verse number one, King James Version. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Begin. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye were hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye were digged. Let's pray together. Bow your heads, please. Father in heaven, again, we are humbled, honored, and recognized we are privileged to call on your name, to assemble together and worship, to sit under your word, to be taught, trained, and raised up to become more like Jesus. Bless this time that we have together. Anoint the teacher, the preacher. Anoint the ears of your people that hear. Anoint their hearts to receive so you can get the precious fruit. All for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Bless your heart. Um, bless you all. Good to see you all coming in as we thank God for more and more people uh, trickling, if you will, back to Wednesday night service as well as Sunday morning service. But we do again thank God for all of you that do watch online. Text someone, call them, tell them you're going to want to hear the word again tonight because because backed by popular demand is Reverend Somebody. I, I, I heard from some saints, they said they, didn't, they, they enjoyed Reverend somebody. And since he was still in town, we asked him to come back. So I pray that you again will be blessed and receive the word. So again, Isaiah 51.1, hearken, listen to me, Isaiah says, ye that follow after righteousness, people that Follow what's right. Now, it's, let me say this, even though it may be elementary to, to many of you. What's right is what God says. So, so I can easily say people that follow what God says. And, and that's why we come to church. That's why we assemble, even read and study, because we want to know what God says, because what God says is right. So following after righteousness is following after what God says and it's seeking the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Jehovah, the everlasting eternal God that keeps his promises. So following after what God says is following after his promises. So we assemble to encourage each other in what God promised, and we worship God because he keeps his promises. So we have to listen to a man of God so we can follow the instructions that God gives. 
God gives us men and, of course, women of God to teach us what God says so we can follow it. Okay, so following God also means following the instruction of those that God places before us, those that God anoints and places before us. Uh, And in this month season, in this particular ministry in church, we're we're celebrating 25 years of pastoring 29 years. This ministry has been in existence, founded by Bishop Daryl and Pastor Pamela Megan Hines. So we're, we're celebrating 25 years. We're celebrating one man and one woman that have stayed in this pulpit for 25 years instructing you, <laughs> instructing you in righteousness, instructing you in righteousness, helping you seek the Lord. Helping you seek the Lord. Let me just ask the first of several questions tonight. How many of you, as a result of being a member of this church, has found it easier to seek God? It's easier to seek God as a result of being taught about God. So again, following God, which is the series name for this month, following God means following the righteous teachings and examples of the men of God that God puts in front of us. Which in this case, in this house, as I rev somebody, I'm referring to none other than Bishop E. James and Pastor Deborah Logan. See, I can say that because he sit, well, I can say that. <laughs> I can't say he's sitting over there because that's lying, but you know what I'm saying. So, Throughout history, God has used men and, of course, women to lead his people. This is this is the methodology of God. This is all a part of God's divine economy. God chooses to use people to bless other people, to lead other people, to instruct other people, because all it takes is one person to change the world. In some of our cases, your world might be your home. Simply because you got saved, you changed your home. Maybe your family, maybe your neighborhood or your community. One person can make a difference once they seek after righteousness. Amen. Here's the proof text, Ezekiel 22 and 30. God says, I sought for a man among them, (laughs) not in heaven, not under the earth. I sought for somebody among you. God says, I look for a man among you that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. He says that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Again, God always looks among the people he wants to change to use somebody to help him change the people that they live around. It's very important. God, by his divine sovereignty, knew who I was before I was in my mother's belly. He formed me 
and he already knew that he was going to navigate and use life and circumstances to get me from Decatur, Illinois, to Kentucky, to South Carolina, to certain places back up here. I never knew I would end up here. God did. He chose me among the people and set me here to what? To make up the hedge, to repair relationships. That's what making up the hedge means, to repair relationships, to, to uh, stand in the gap. That means to build back that that protects the people, to stand in the gap for his people. That is the responsibility of a called man and or woman of God, to make up the hedge and to stand in the gap, to repair and rebuild what's been messed up and to protect the people, to show the people that God and being in his kingdom is what will protect you. You're not protected in the world. You're only protected by God in his kingdom. And so that is the responsibility of those that God calls. He's always looking for someone to answer the call. Some people didn't answer the call. Some people should be preaching and they're not. Some people should be pastoring and they said no. So we need to thank God for those that said yes. The fivefold ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher are those that God calls, chooses, anoints, and uses to draw his people back to him. It's very important. We are called and anointed and used to draw God's people back to him. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited already. See, we fivefold ministry gifts of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, we're the ones that God anoints to repair relationships. To repair relationships. We're the ones that stand in the gap and help rebuild the walls and put the boundaries back up in people's lives. We live in a world mm, 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 where every boundary wants to be destroyed. The world, the little G God of this world works hard, works overtime to destroy all the boundaries God has put up. We see it right now plastered all over the news. I don't even have to tell you what the Supreme Court is thinking about. It's a boundary that God has already established. Job 37, 14. Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. The complete Jewish Bible reads differently. It's right directly in our face. This is what the complete Jewish Bible, this is the version from the complete Jewish Bible. Same scripture, different Bible. They read, listen to this, Job. Stop and consider God's wonders. I love that version. Listen, Job. Listen, Know you've been through a lot. Listen, Job, I know tragedy hit your house. Listen, Job, stop. I know Corona and COVID and its variants has done a, 
irreputable damage to you. I know you've been through a lot. I know you've lost loved ones. I know you've lost jobs and money and opportunity. I know you lost time being in the, in the, in the, in the hospital with a respirator. I know you lost a lot, Joe, but stop. Stop and consider God's wonders. That's what we need to do right now. In other words, Job, stop wondering why God allowed this stuff to happen to you. Stop calling everybody saying, man, I wish it was different times. I, I wish it was 2017. I remember before, man, I just wonder why. Now stop. Stop and consider God's wonders. You're a wonder. We're all signs and wonders. Stop wondering why God allowed this to happen to you. Stop arguing with God. Can, you, can I tell you? Yeah, I guess I have to. Can I tell you what a lot of believers are doing all over the world, but particularly in this country called America? People are complaining to God. Instead of praying, more people are complaining. God, why you let this happen? God, why you let my mama die? God, why you let this happen to me? God, why this? God, why this? God, I thought I was good. I thought we was good. God, 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 God. You're arguing and you're being frustrated with God. And, 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 and the Bible tells us that we need to be like Job and stop. Just stop. Just stop for a minute, my brother. I know it's been tough, but you're not the only one that's gone through it. Stop. Job went through too. And the Bible says for him to stop wondering why his life is like it is and start considering what God has done for you. Somebody needs to receive that word of wisdom right there. Somebody needs to receive that right now tonight. You've been wrestling with God too many nights. That's why you can't sleep. That's why you don't have peace. Because you're constantly wondering why God let this happen. Why didn't he stop this, that, and the other in your life? So we got to stop. Hear this. We have to stop remembering and rehearsing hard times. There's another word of wisdom for somebody. Stop remembering and rehearsing hard times and start remembering and considering the great things God has done in your life. Somebody ought to give him a spontaneous praise right there because that is how we maintain the victory on our way to more victory. Tell somebody I got the victory and I'm on my way to more victory. You will not find me complaining and frustrated about what's not happening or what, I, what God let happen in my life. I'm going to consider the great things God has done for me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to control my happy. Remember my brothers and my sisters, and consider the great things God has done. Hebrews 13, 7, you're going to memorize this scripture before this is over with. Remember them that have the rule over you. Remember them who have the rule over you that watch over your soul. I watch over your soul. Pastor Evan, I watch over your souls, your mind, your will, and your emotions. We watch over your soul. We'll talk about that more a little more later on. 
He says, who have spoken the word of God to you. Remember the people that watch over your soul, that try to keep your mind together. Remember the people that try to keep you from losing your mind. Remember the people that God put in the pulpit to keep your mind together. I'm talking to somebody right now that's keeping your mind. The word that's been preached from this pulpit has kept your mind together. Somebody wanted to hurt themselves. Somebody came in and wanted to hurt somebody else, but you heard the word from this pulpit and it kept your mind together. Somebody wanted to go to work and hurt a boss or a co-worker but because you came here and heard the word of God it kept your mind together the word kept your mind together the word kept you from being overly emotional about the situation The word helps you get your will back in line with God's will. I came here and yes, I was going to do this and that and the other. But when I heard the word of God, I put my will back in line with God. The things that I was going to do when I left the church, I didn't do because I got my will lined up with God's will. I knew it wasn't the will of God that I go and say and do what I was planning to go and say and do. That happened. Hey, I feel the presence of God already. It only happened because of the word that I heard from this pulpit. So again, we're told to remember those who speak the word of God over our lives. I've been telling you to remember means to relive, to keep alive. <laughs> To call back to mind. Mm -hmm. It's putting events back together as they happened so we can experience them again. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. We are to remember. God commands us, in fact, the things that we should remember. Why does God command us to remember the things that we should remember? Because the devil, the world, the culture, society is constantly trying to get in our heads and make us remember meaningless pointless, meaningless information that pushes out the things that God wants us to remember. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how easy it is to remember pointless information? You think about it. Test yourself. I, I've done this even before I started pastoring, how I can remember a basketball player's name. Pro, I don't even watch a lot, but I can remember that guy's name. Why do I remember his name, but I can't remember somebody to go to this church name? Why? How come I remember him? I ain't never met him. The enemy don't want me to remember the things that are important. But the things that aren't important, he wants my mind to be filled with that foolishness. That's why when you get older, you don't watch a lot of stupid stuff on TV. I mean, you'll sit up and watch it. What are they talking about? I'm, 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 not going, I'm not trying to get in trouble, but this is Reverend somebody. I'll try to catch him when he leaves. I, I walk, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't even say this. Lord have mercy. But Reverend somebody's in the house, ain't he? I, I watch some of these shows. I don't watch them. I observe them. Like uh, Kelly and Ryan. Why are they on TV? What are you talking about? I can't, I can't even take it. I'm, I'm like... Y'all making millions of dollars to talk about whatever. It's not, it's not, I don't, it's meaningless information for the most part. But the man of God that's telling you relevant, eternal, life-changing information, 
It's not viewed at the same level, not valued at the same level. That should tell you something right there. God tells us to remember those who speak the word over us. Again, remembering is keeping something alive. Remembering is saying this is important enough to not forget. Anything that we forget, we automatically categorize it as not important. What we remember are those things, those people, and those events that mean the most to us. Turn to Numbers chapter 11, verse number 5. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Numbers 11:5 says, We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks. Oh, we can't forget the onions or the garlic. Oh, Lord. Glad we ain't got no musician right now. They'd be over there trying to get me to really hoop it up. You know, Reverend, somebody a little different than Bishop Logan, too, you know. Now, notice what they're remembering. They came out of Egypt, and they're remembering Egypt. This is the wrong thing to remember. But they're remembering the fish that we did eat freely, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. We, they remember all of it. See, the point is when God's people remember the wrong things, it produces the wrong results in your life. When God's people remember the wrong things, it causes you to want to repeat them. Again, what you remember, you keep alive. They kept alive in their mind the leeks and the taste of the onions and the garlic. And they, they kept that in their mind. And, and because they kept it in their mind, it caused them to want to walk back to Egypt. Think about it now. They ready to walk back to Egypt. That's super crazy. Because what they're doing is as they remember what they're not supposed to remember, hallelujah, they're at the same time forgetting who they're never supposed to get. God brought you out of Egypt. You're thinking about leeks, onions, garlic. Are you kidding me? You've forgotten all about God for what you want to put in your mouth, for what tastes good to you. When you remember the wrong thing, you tend to repeat it. Let me just help somebody. Stop remembering how much fun you had when you wasn't saved. Because you're going to go back to that. <laughs> See, remembering what it was like in Egypt, they were about to undo everything God had done for them. God's holy presence. God told Moses, I am come down. That's pretty big that God came personally down to get you out. But you want to go back to where he brought you out of. And he came down personally to get you out. You're going to forget that at the same time when he brought you out, he did 10 plagues. You forgot all that? You want to forget all the plagues that he did to get you out. You want to forget that he drowned Pharaoh's army in the... You want to forget that? Did you forget that? 
That, that, that the enemies you saw, you no longer will see them anymore. But you want to go see the enemies that God, that's what you want. You want to go back and, and have them resurrected and you want to see them again. You want to undo what God did when he brought you out. You want to undo the fact that God told you to borrow wealth and take wealth from the Egyptians before you. Oh, so you want to be poor again. You don't want to be wealthy now. See, remembering the wrong thing causes it to come back into your life. And then lastly, which is obvious, they forgot the very fact that they were slaves. You want to go back to being a slave? You want to go back to Egypt and be a slave just to get your belly full? You're remembering the wrong things. You were slaves. You were bound. You were broken. You were poor and you were defeated. That's what you want to go back to? You want to walk away from God because times are hard? You want to go back to being a slave? Hmm. God tells us what to remember so we can live the manifestations of his power again. God tells us what to remember so we can experience his love over and over and over again. That's a big reason we must remember the, those that the Lord put over us. Because he wants us to relive the blessings over and over again. Do you not know that what God has done for you before, he can do it again? See, Psalm 27, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will what? Remember <laughs> the name, the nature, the character of our God. We're going to remember the nature, the character, and the reputation of our God. Some people put their hope and trust in armies and what the government's going to do and the laws that are being passed. But we, we that know the Lord, we remember who he is because who he is is what he will always be and what he's been is what he wants to be now. So it's time to remember who he is and the preacher is the one that reminds us who he is. Some people like to remember worldly events, but believers, we're to remember the name of God, the name, Shem, shame, the nature of God. Remember God's nature. Remember his character. Remember his reputation, what he is known for. Because he's known for getting people out of trouble. So whatever trouble you may be in, if you remember who he is, he'll bring you out of that too. said, I had a few questions I needed to ask you. Can you remember the times when you came to church and felt the power of God when you stepped into the building? We need to remember that. We need to be mindful of that. Can you remember the first time you felt the power of God in the voice of a man of God? Can you remember? Can you remember the first time you heard me speak and the power of God arrested you? Can you remember? Can you remember the times God touched you in this church just during praise and worship? And before you knew it, the aches and the pains you had are gone. The sickness you found out later was gone all because you got into the presence of almighty God, the presence that we invoked because we know him. 
See, these are the things we should remember and not this crazy, outrageous stuff that's online about church. I remember before, maybe it wasn't before because I'm not a major social media person, but I remember when I was upset with the preachers of that used to come on TV, that a lot of antics were added to it to make it entertaining. Therefore, people thought preachers was doing a lot of foolish stuff. And of course, some of them were. But it was taking away from the way we should remember men of God, women of God. It was taking away from that and causing people to see them as regular people. And of course, we are people. But let me tell you, based on the word of God, we're not regular people. I know that's kind of hard to hear that today. I grew up hearing that. I grew up understanding that. And we're losing that because the anointing and the God-making choice of a person makes them different. Yeah, yeah. As we remember things, we testify about them and we talk about them. This is why you got to remember the right things about your pastor. That's why the pastor got to make sure they live right so you can easily remember the right. It get hard to remember the good if you always in trouble. Always get the microphone and say, I want y'all to forgive me again. We must not forget what God has done through our pastors. Because it's true. It's a fact. We wouldn't be who we are in God without them. Again, Hebrews 13, 7, remember them that have the rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation or their livelihood or their life. Look at where my faith will lead you at the end of your life. Where will you watching and following my faith, where will my life end up? And if my life ends up at a good place in God, then you should follow my faith so your life will end up in a good place in God. If you think I'm going to hell, you should get up right now and leave. (laughs) Oh, that's Reverend somebody talking about. If you think I'm going to hell, ain't no sense you sitting up in here. But if you think my life is blessed and has been blessed and will continue to be blessed because of the anointing and the God in me, and you see my, the end of my life being a glorious end with God, then you need to be up in here. <laughs> it's really just that simple. See, the ability to follow God, hear me and hear me well, the ability to follow God is connected to your ability to hear, receive, and honor men of God. That's a big statement. Write it down. Write it down. The ability to follow God is connected to our ability to hear, receive and honor men of God because you're following my faith. Scriptures, again, tells us to remember our spiritual leaders, the ability to speak a word in season. Mm mm mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
Let me read the, the verse first, and then I'll explain it. Psalm, I mean, excuse me, Isaiah 50 and verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning, he waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. See, again, I told you all Sunday, God told me the reason I wanted you off your job is so you could spend time with me. So I could wake you up in the middle of the night and give you the tongue of the learning because I didn't spoke something in your ear. Mm, mm, mm. I can't tell you. Let me just tell you real quickly. Uh, 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 I, I'm human like everybody else in that regard or this regard that, you know, I sometimes I don't want to get up at two, three in the morning. I just don't. But I found out the first time God woke me up and started talking to me and giving me scriptures. I said, OK, God, I, I'll pick you up in the morning. I went back to sleep and woke up. I'm like, OK, God, what was you saying? OK, God, what was you saying? OK, God, what was you saying? What was you saying? What was you saying? Say it again. I was tore up. I'm like, that'll never happen to me again. Never. And it never has. Never. And you don't understand. Maybe you should. Maybe this is why I'm saying this. A word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. The worst thing for anybody that's called of God is not hearing God anymore. If you can just easily not hear God's voice, you ain't even saved. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every proceeding word. Somebody's going to start getting up in the morning now. When God wake, when God promised you get up, we are talking about God. This ain't your boss. So the ability to follow God, again, is connected to the ability to hear God, to receive from God. And those that honor men of God realize that that man and or woman, of course, has given their life to God and therefore they give their time to God and God has more time to speak to them. So quite naturally, they're going to hear things from God I ain't hearing. Some of y'all work 10, 12 hours a day. You can't hear God hardly. You got to hear your boss. And some of you had jobs. We want you to hear your boss, especially if you work in a hospital. Please listen. So, again, the ability to hear and say a word in season <laughs> is based on the man of God's understanding of seasons. How can a man of God, how can I hear a word in season when I won't get up and let God tell me what the word is? How am I going to hear a word in season when I don't know what season it is? So when people don't hear from God that preach teach or whatever they may do, the word they're giving you may not be in season. Ooh, ooh. That word may not be for you. Can you imagine being in a church where a person don't hear from God? So what word are you hearing that you should be doing? You're doing the wrong thing because you're in the wrong place, hearing the wrong word because it ain't the season. <laughs> and the ability for a man of God to get into the presence of God, to hear the word of God is crucial. It's crucial for a pastor to be able to get into the presence of God regularly. 
So let me ask another question. Have you ever come to this church while I'm preaching or any otherwise and heard a word in season? I mean, you came and you was like, this man must have been in my kitchen. This man was listening. That word is what I know. Oh, who told him what's been going on in my life and in my That was a word in season. Because I got up and I heard from God what he wanted me to say to you. I didn't turn on Christian TV and look at some popular messages. I'm preaching that. Have you ever come to Christian Faith Fellowship Church, Zion, and heard the same word over and over again? No. Even, I'm bragging on God, even if it's the same scripture, it's a different message. Have you ever came, have you ever came to CFFC Zion and you were weak and beat down and just tired and had no energy and no desire to put forth any more effort and the word strengthened you and you walked out of here with your back straight and your head up because the word of God that came from this pulpit strengthened you. You ever come to church? This church. This church. This church. And uh, you just didn't know how you was going to make it. You, you, you heard all kind of bad news and all kind of coming from all kind of directions. But when you came in here and the word of God started going forth, you got so encouraged that you felt like you could run through a troop and leap over a wall. You got so encouraged that you knew from that day forward that cancer would not take your life and that you would live and not die and declare the wonderful works. Has anybody ever had that happen while your Pastor was preaching the word. Well, I said it Sunday, I'll say it again. Some might be saying, see, he he bragging on himself. See, that's 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 Reverend Logan. You you know, that's one of the, you just you you're bragging on yourself, man. No, no, actually, uh, I'm in the scriptures, which is why I try to live. Uh, Romans, so you know, Romans 11, 13. Romans 11. 13 Romans, after the book of Acts, Romans, the 11th chapter, not 10, the 11th chapter and the 13th verse, not the 12th, not the 14th, the 13th verse. Paul says, I magnify my office. See, that's what I'm doing. I'm magnifying the office. I, I told you Sunday that, that all of this was written before I was born. So this wasn't written about me. I just happened to step in the office and now it is about me. I'm magnifying the office. I'm trying to tell you how honorable it is and how important it is to be called to preach, to be genuinely, authentically called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and how the people of God should honor those that God has anointed because there ain't a whole lot of them. You may not think so, but there ain't a whole lot of folk God has called, appointed, and anointed that when they hear a word in season, every time you step in here, it's just what you needed. Yeah, that ain't everywhere. Ah, it ain't everywhere. 
Ah, you can get one of them. Ah, oh, you can get that about anywhere. But a word, hallelujah, in season, you can't get that everywhere all the time for 25 years. Let's get ready to close for this session. Proverbs 25, 11. Turn there, please. I magnify my office. A word, Proverbs 25, 11. A word fitly spoken. Mm-hmm. If you ever come in, that was a word fitly spoken. What does that mean? A word fitly spoken. It's the word, but it was said just the right way you needed to hear it. Let me say it again. It was the word of God, but the man of God said it exactly the way you needed to hear it. <laughs> see, 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 this is also, this is also, this is also, this is, this is, this is church membership 101. This is also when you know that's your pastor. Because I just get how he say it. How he say it just ministers to me. How he says it, it just clear to me. How he says it, I can't mistake in what God means. How he says it, that means that's your pastor. Somebody watching right now, I'm your pastor, and you don't even know it until now. Every time you tune in, it's exactly what you needed to hear, and I said the way you needed to hear it. It was fitly spoken. It fits you. It fits you to a T. That man is talking to me. I, I, I've heard members argue because both of them said, no, that word was for me. No, that word was for me. No, that word was for me. Uh-uh, it was for me. Amen. <laughs> uh, that means that word was fitly spoken. It fit both of y'all. It fit all y'all. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pitchers of silver. You see, in order to follow God through a man or woman of God, the word they speak must be attractive, valuable, and relevant to you. Write that down. The word must be attractive. It must be valuable to you, and it must be relevant to you. You got to know if I am your pastor, every word I preach, every word I teach and declare or share or counsel with you is relevant to you. Whether you feel like it or not, you need to know that this word is relevant to you. Mm-mm-mm. The word must appeal to your mind as you grow in knowledge and grace, as you continue to come and fellowship with us, you ought to grow to value it more. I remember growing up, particularly in CFFC Milwaukee, I couldn't, I didn't want to miss one service because I knew that word was going to be for me. I looked at it, each word was a piece to a big puzzle that I couldn't wait to see what it really was about. So I was going to be at church. I was going to hear. And back then, uh, uh, they gave out and sold cassette tapes. And some of y'all don't even know what a cassette is. It's about this big. Got two little holes in it. You put tape in it and it rolls. And you, yeah. And if you think that's something, before that, it was eight track. 
Lord have mercy, you, you, you could never get to your favorite song on an eight track. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, let me <laughs> So anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. The word that is preached, the word that is taught must be valuable. It, you must see value in it so you don't disregard it. This is also one of the ways the enemy steals your mind from God, the kingdom, the church, the pastor. He'll tell you that you don't need that word. That word ain't, they ain't saying nothing you need. That ain't even true. Next thing you know, you don't even value the word, so you stop remembering the pastors. Because you don't value what they say. If you value what I say, how are you going to devalue me? Selah. So what does this mean? The word, a word rather, fitly spoken, is like apples of gold in pitchers of silver. I'm going to explain this and we're going to be done. So pay attention because this might be a little uh, difficult to put together. But I believe Holy Spirit will help you, if not today, even tomorrow and beyond. So apples of gold. Gold symbolizes divinity. Apples are fruit. They're healthy. They're, you know, uh, very healthy to eat. You know, Benjamin Franklin said an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So, so apples also symbolize health. So divine health. <laughs> apples symbolize divine health. A picture of silver. silver. Silver represents redemption or salvation. Apples of gold, divine health, contained in Pictures of silver or redemption. See, so, so the picture of silver is the container. The container, in this case, is the man or woman of God that contains the apples of gold that they give to you. A word fitly spoken is like divine health given to you from a man or woman that brings redemption. That's how valuable a real pastor is. Why is this critical and important? Last scripture. Everyone stand, please. I'm done for real. I'm done. Because somebody might want to come back. Romans 10, 13 and 14. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How shall they hear if they've not believed? How shall they call on him, rather? How shall they call on him whom they've not believed? You've not been given an apple of gold. You've not been introduced to the divine health and wisdom of God. So how can they call on him whom they have not believed? And then how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher? So God calls people to reveal himself to them so that they too can have everlasting life, the Zoe kind of life, abundant life. Lift your hands in this place, please. Begin to worship. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your grace gifts of pastors, apostles, 
prophets, evangelists, and teachers. We thank you for the grace gift that you placed in this house. We thank you for the word that's constantly spoken in season to them that are weary so that you might be strengthened with might in your inner man that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in him may be able to comprehend with all the saints the height, the depth, the width that you may know, come to know and understand the love, the incredible love that God has for you because if he loves sparrows, he loves you way more and if he feeds the sparrows, he's going to feed you. It doesn't matter how high interest rates go, doesn't matter how high gas goes up, it doesn't matter matter what goes on in this world none of it takes your God by surprise and your God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus the one we come to learn about the one we come to follow the one we come to imitate because that is how we walk in this earth in faith and that is how as he is right now so are we in this world you are not worldly you are a kingdom citizen you are of the household of faith and your father your daddy my God and your God is a good God he's a good daddy he will not leave you nor forsake you and as David said I've been young and now I'm old I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor God seed begging bread I declare and speak that over your life tonight in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus the Messiah who's soon to return in the glory and power and we will reign with him forever. Give him praise and glory for he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. He alone. The only wise God. That's the one we follow we don't follow the decisions of the Supreme Court. We follow the decisions of the Supreme God, the Sovereign One. If you're in this building or you're watching and you want to give your heart to Jesus, I encourage you to do so. The world is falling apart and man cannot patch it, fix it, or sew it back up. The world is falling apart. Everywhere you look, the economy, nature, business, politics, wars, rumor, everything that has been spoken, prophesied, it is happening. You need to make a decision, and you need to make it now. If you want to be saved from the, the, the hell to come and the hell that's happening, say this prayer after me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God that died for my sin and the sins of the world. I'm a sinner, and I no longer want to be. I need you. I want you to save me. Save my soul. I place my faith in you, Jesus I want you to save me. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you came and you're coming back. I believe, I believe that you sent your spirit to dwell in us. I need, I want your Holy Spirit living in me.
so I can understand your word and be led into all truth. I want to live in eternity with you. Save me from the hell that's in my soul, that's raging in my mind. Deliver me by your power, and I'll serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please get on our website, cffczion.org. Please let us know. We'll be praying for you because we know that God has a plan for your life that's greater than the one you've designed. Amen. All right, then. Well, now it's time to sow your seed. We're asking members, amen, even if you're not a member of this church, but you watch regularly, we think and believe you're in covenant with us. If you've been fed by this ministry, then it's only proper that you sow back into this ministry. We're asking every member during this month, this 25-year anniversary, to give $125. Certainly, if you can give more as you're led, you may do that. But at least give $125 above your tithe and your offering to say that you remember this ministry, that this ministry is valuable to you, that this ministry has changed your life and maybe your children and maybe your grandchildren. Well, we thank you for that. Use one of the options at the bottom of the screen to support this ministry. And again, we are so grateful that you do because we support many others. And you'll be seeing that as the month goes on, the things that God has used this ministry to do to bless other people. Well, we love you. Let me pray for your offering. And then we're going to worship out as we do on Wednesday nights with the worship video. Please worship with us. Lift your hand if you would, please. Father, we do thank you. Because you're worthy of praise, you're worthy of thanks and gratitude. You have kept us in this ministry at least 25 years. You started it 29 years ago through a man and woman of God named Pastor Daryl and Pastor Pam Hines. And we honor them as it is in order to because they have trusted and entrusted James and Deborah Logan with feeding the people in this region. And we have done the best that we could, Father, in feeding your people. So continue to bless your people. May they be richly blessed mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, familially. God bless them in every way to prove and continue to prove you are in our midst. We thank you for profiting your people spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, and in every way. We thank you for fruit abundant. We thank you for financial miracles that are taking place as some people are sowing and they don't have it like they used to have it to sow, but you're going to meet every one of their needs like you always have because that's the God we preach, that's the God we serve, and that's the God we follow. In Jesus' name, Amen, amen, and amen. And I want to thank y'all again for allowing Reverend Somebody to stand up here and talk to any and everybody in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship the Lord, and God bless you. We'll see you in the house Sunday. We love you. Peace. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.